Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening out there to everybody that's watching or listening on video or audio. Episode 27 of the TJ Martino podcast is here, and we got a great episode today. Uh, Kind of a fun episode. The fall is here. Halloween is upon us, so I figured why not would be a great time to talk about some Halloween movies throughout the month of October leading up to Halloween. So uh, I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different movies, whether that be uh, around horror, of course, and around the Halloween spirit. So these kind of movies. So any scary movies that I've seen or haven't seen uh, in the past uh, in today's example, uh, these two movies I have not seen until now, um, but we're going to get into them, and uh, I'm going to give my thoughts, and I'm just going to do some movie reviews. I figured this was a great time to kind of do some reviews. Uh, I haven't talked a lot, a lot of movies because there just hasn't been a lot of movies coming out, so I figured Halloween would be a great time to do it. Recently, I have become a huge horror movie fan. I never used to be. When I was younger, I didn't like horror movies. It wasn't really until about Three, two or three years ago that I really got into them because uh, I was really scared of them, if I'm being honest. That's, I was a scaredy cat growing up, and I was scared of these movies. I did not want anything to do with them at all. Uh, and so that's why I never got around to seeing these two movies, just because I was, at the time they came out, just too scared and didn't want to see them. Uh, but now that I've gotten a little bit older, I guess... Uh, I, I'm not really that scared of these movies like I used to be. So I, I, now I kind of watch them as films and I'm more into them. And I, I've fallen in love with this genre. What used to be my least favorite genre is now one of my favorites. And I love horror movies. I love the horror genre. I think some of the most unique movies and storylines and characters even come from horror. Uh, and, and I love this time of year. I love October for this reason. I love scary movies now. So I figured this would be a great time to talk about some of my favorite scary movies, and some that I just haven't seen yet. And the first movie I'm going to talk about uh, is a film that got a lot of cult following uh, in the late 2000s uh, after its release in 2009. It's a a movie from Holland, the Netherlands. Uh, It's directed and written by Tom Six. Uh, This is the only film he's done outside of the two sequels to this film. This is one of a, of a trilogy, uh, and I will never see the following two movies, and I'll explain to you why, but uh, this film, uh, like I said, had a huge cult following in the late 2000s. A lot of people were talking about this movie. Uh, my sister went and saw it at the time in theaters, and was she said that she was disgusted and disturbed by it. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what she was saying. She was terrified by it, and I never got around to seeing this movie. It's The Human Centipede, um, <laughs> the first sequence. Yeah, this... Uh, I had never seen this movie. I'd heard so much about it, obviously. The famous South Park episode, The Human Centipede, which is arguably one of my favorite South Park episodes ever, period. It's hilarious. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm not the biggest South Park guy in the world, but I loved that episode. I thought it was hilarious, so original. Uh, and was a great take on this movie. But like I said, this movie got a lot of attention because of its imagery, because of its them- theme, and because of how silly it really is, if you think about it. So going into this, I was just kind of hoping it would be a lot pretty tongue in cheek, not take itself too seriously, but at the same time be jarring and disturbing and have that that body horror and, and that you would expect from a movie like this. So going in, that was kind of my thoughts. Now, as I've seen it, I was really shocked at how seriously this movie takes itself. Um, this movie was pretty disturbing and really unsettling. And I was pretty surprised, honestly, 
uh, I was not expecting this movie to be like this. I was, but I was not expecting it to take itself as seriously as it did. Now, basically, for anyone that doesn't know the plot, it's pretty simple. And I'm going to spoil this movie because uh, I do a 10-year rule where if the movie's over 10 years old, I'm going to spoil it. So in this case, this movie came out in 2009. I'm spoiling this. Um, so basically, this movie surrounds two girls, two like young you know, girls in their 20s, my age, something like that. You know, they're in they're in Europe on a trip, uh, on a road trip in Europe. When uh, their car breaks down, they're stuck in the middle of nowhere, and they get out and find a home to try and get contact with civilization where they can, you know, get their car fixed and whatever. And uh, they, they stumble upon the wrong house. Uh, it ends up being the house of a mad German scientist. And uh, he takes them in, drugs them, and, uh, well... They were in for a surprise they never thought they would see, which is uh, to be become a part of the human centipede. So, what do I think of this movie? Uh, I thought it was really bad. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was a bad movie. Uh, you know, it it was messy. Uh, but I think my the thing I didn't like about it the most was that this movie really had no story or substance or character to it. And, and if you're going to do this kind of movie... Give me some substance, give me some character, or give me some levity and give me some humor. And this movie didn't do either of that. This movie has a very dreadful, dreadful tone from beginning to end. Uh, and if you're going to do a movie like this, make me care about the characters. And this movie did not do that. Uh, these two girls, off the bat, I mean, you get some horrible dialogue off the bat. I mean, this is not a great written movie by any means. Uh, and, it, and like the thing is, it, it's trying to be. It's trying to be like super you know, philosophical at times, especially towards the end of the film, but it just kind of falls on its face because these characters are so hollow and so poorly written. Uh, these girls are morons from the start. They write these girls to be morons in this movie. Uh, I mean, they, they make really stupid decisions that get them in a position to become the human centipede. Um, basically, this movie eats shit. <laughs> um, that's the best way to describe it. But, uh, you know, it... These girls, uh, they're 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 made to be morons in this movie, and they are pretty much. You know, they come in, they 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 trust this dude who just looks super sketchy. Looks this, this I mean, the, the scientist in this movie, he looks like the stereotypical like Nazi evil German scientist. You know, like stereotypical with the with the glasses and the lab coat and all of it i was just like ugh, like this is so ridiculous but and that's the thing i i i found myself laughing a lot during this movie and i and you're not supposed to laugh because this movie's supposed to be really disturbing and dreadful and it is it's very disturbing and very dreadful but i found just the whole idea of the human centipede to be so silly and so ridiculous like i could totally tell that the guy writing this tom tom six I bet he had a lot of fun writing this because I bet him and his friends just got, you know, drunk one night one night on a night of poker and, and were talking about, you know, just speculating on movie pitches and they came up with this ridiculous story. And, and, and this movie, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And even when you see The Human Centipede, uh, which isn't about, which, which you don't until about halfway through the movie, once you see them actually in it, I think the prosthetics were actually really good in this movie. And I'll get into that, but... It, it just it's so silly and, and, and I wish this movie didn't take itself as seriously as it did because I think it just it tries so hard to be like really like bone chilling and uncomfortable and it is in its imagery but not in its character or story you know it's very basic and hollow 
Uh, and this movie pretty much just seems like it was made just for, you know, people that love to watch other people get tortured on screen, you know, like, and this has a market. This does like Eli Roth has made a lot of movies like this. Uh, the green Inferno was one I saw in theaters. That was, was very, uh, gratuitous in its gore and violence. Um, also, uh, uh, the Saw movies were, were famous with this. Uh, you know, a lot of these body horror horror, horror movies that come out, um, they kind of just exist just to disgust people and to gross them out. And that's what this movie kind of does. Uh, and, and like I said, it, it lacks a lot of the substance and story and character uh, that I think a good movie, uh, like that could have made this movie really good. Uh, now, let me get into some things I did like about this movie. There are a couple scenes in this movie that really kind of were really disturbing. Uh, one of them being the scene where there's the mad scientist gets these two girls uh, after he kidnaps them. He had, had kidnapped uh, a guy who was taking a poop in the woods at the beginning of the movie. Like That's like the opening shot of the movie. You see this guy taking a poop in the woods and then uh, the scientist catches him, which is why I thought this movie was going to be kind of silly because I'm like, they're starting out the movie with a guy taking a, a poop in the woods. Like, you know, this is going to be silly. But that's really the only silly part of this movie because it takes itself super seriously. And, and I just couldn't take the movie as seriously as it was taking itself. Um, but um, this scene in particular, he gets these two girls. Uh, and, and like I said, he has the guy that was pooping in the woods. They give him lethal injection because he's like, this guy's too big. His body's too big. He can't, you know, he won't fit in the centipede. So they get he gets this uh, I guess this Asian uh, tourist uh, who he kidnaps. You don't really know how he kidnaps him, but you see the the two girls in hospital beds tied up, and then you see the Asian guy next to them tied up in in the in a bed. And the scene it's it's kind of silly, uh, but I thought it was kind of really well done. And it, it, and basically what happens is the the scientist basically explains to the audience and to these characters what they're going to go through and basically he he explains how the human centipede is made and i thought it to be really kind of disturbing because just the, the actors i think did a good job of the scene and um they did a really good job of making you feel really uncomfortable about this whole situation and making you be like man what what would happen if you were, were ever thrown in a situation like this you're going out one night for a party and next thing you know you're being get your face sewed onto someone's butthole but um yeah man it, it, i i was i was watching this movie and i was like man this is this is really intense i was not expecting this uh and i and that's why i kind of wish this movie had some more substance to it with these with these girls i wish these girls had a little bit more to them because if they did i would have cared more and i would have been really into this but uh they just they rushed to the centipede too much without actually really giving any sort of valuable character information or dialogue. But um, nevertheless, uh, the scene just shows he has like an overhead projector and he's like showing the slides of like how he's going to do it. And you're just like, man, this is crazy. Um, That scene I found to be really, uh, really jarring and really kind of creepy. And then also there is a scene um, that happens where you see the human centipede. I think it's like one of the first times you see it and they get, he gets, uh, the scientist gets a giant mirror and he shows each of the members of the centipede their, you know, what they look like and they see themselves in this position and it's really disturbing. And I think the prosthetics in this movie were really well done because like, you know, you, these characters, they see themselves in the mirror and you're like, man, like, could you imagine seeing yourself like that? Like that's that nothing's more demoralizing than that. Uh, but you know, um, like I was saying, the the special effects 
and the, and the prosthetics, I thought they did a really good job with, especially for how low budget this movie is. Because uh, they made this for a really low budget, and obviously it, it got really big. But I think the prosthetics were actually really well done. The effects were really well done. Uh, my biggest problem has was the story and the characters. Like You don't care about any of these characters. You just want to see the centipede after about five minutes of the opening act of this movie. The first act is definitely the weakest part of this movie. And to be honest, I think the second act is the strongest of the three. Um, the second act has, you know, probably the most disturbing scenes because you're just seeing, you know, the centipede for the first time and it's really kind of, uh, but, um, it, you know, they, they, they get a, did a good job with the, with the, uh, with the prosthetics. Uh, but like I said, man, you don't care about these girls. You don't care about the, the characters really. And, and they try to make it very like deep and, and philosophical, but it's just, you don't care. And, and they don't give enough substance to the the villain either you know he get you get some exposition but you don't really get to understand what kind of guy he is you know just he's just kind of evil for the sake of science and to be evil and that just wasn't good enough for me uh i wish there was a little bit more there uh and and every character in this movie is a moron the girls are morons uh the cops that show up uh towards the end of the movie they're morons uh and even the doctor the scientist at times is a moron so you know, there just, <laughs> there just wasn't any likable, relatable characters in this movie. And I think this movie was really just made for body horror and for the shock value of it. And I think it worked on that on that level. But as far as a horror film, as far as, you know, anything groundbreaking, nothing here. And like I'm saying, like I said earlier, I wish this movie had some more humor and levity to it. Um, similar, and I think a movie that did this really well was uh, Kevin Smith's Tusk that came out in 2014. I thought this movie did a really, really better job of making this kind of disturbing body horror kind of movie, but having some levity and some character to it to actually make you care about what's happening to the characters or character in this in that case. Uh, and this movie doesn't have any of that. It doesn't have any relatability to it. it it's literally just disturbing. Distur- you know, it's literally just annoying girls to disturbing scene, disturbing scene, disturbing scene, disturbing scene, disturbing scene, disturbing scene, end. <laughs> and the ending I didn't like either. Uh, you know, it's kind of hopeless and it makes you think what the hell was the point of this movie in the first place. Uh, and I like hopeless endings if they make sense. And this one, I guess, makes sense in, in, in the confines of the story. Uh, but it just didn't do anything for me. It didn't punch. It didn't have anything. And that's maybe just because I didn't care about these characters or the story to begin with. So I think I, I didn't necessarily hate the ending as much. I wouldn't have hated it if they would have added some more layers to the story. Uh, I think the ending, the actual resolution that they go with could have worked and really been chilling, um, you know, because the middle girl ends up being the last one alive. And I think that's like a good idea. But again, I, I wish I cared more about the girl. I don't. Um, and that's kind of my thing with this movie. Uh, the, the characters didn't really have anything for me to grab onto. Uh, and uh, but I do think the special effects, uh, I do think the, uh, the, the the effects were good. In terms of makeup and prosthetics, I thought that stuff was really well done. The acting is terrible, uh, not good. The, the girls were not good. I thought the scientist was okay. I thought he was kind of fun and menacing, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I didn't love this movie. I didn't. I thought it was fine. Actually, I didn't even think it was fine. I didn't think it was good. I, I didn't like this movie. Uh, you know, the, the like I said, uh, there there. Uh, I would prefer Tusk. I think you should watch that over this. And maybe even some of the Saw movies, but uh, will I ever see this again? No. And and will I watch the sequels? Never. I will not watch them. 
and it's not because I hate this movie or want to boycott this movie. It's just because I've seen enough of this, man. I, you know, it, it, it's silly. Uh, and like I said, watch the South Park. Watch the South Park episode. That was funny, what they did with that. So check that out because, yeah, this movie, I think, takes itself way too seriously. And that's my final point is that this movie, it takes itself way too seriously. It, you know, it tries way too hard to be, like, emotionally draining. But, you know, you don't care about any of the characters. So it's not really. <laughs> so uh, if I had to give this movie a grade, I'm going to go 1.2 out of 5 for this, uh, for the Human Centipede first sequence. 1.2 out of 5. I, I didn't love this one really at all. I won't watch this again. Uh, it is disturbing. It's jarring. Uh, and if you like these kind of movies, these really, you know, gross, grotesque body horror films, uh, I definitely think you should maybe check it out. But again, uh, not one I'm going to see again. It, it, but it, it did have a cult following. It did have it did make money. It was popular. So uh, shout out to you, Tom Six. You, you made a, an interesting film. You made one that people were talking about. And not a lot of people can say that. And even though it's not a good film. Any publicity is good publicity. So, uh, yeah, 1.2 out of 5, I think, is a fair grade for this. It wasn't the worst horror movie. I think it's watchable because it's only an hour and a half, but it's not good. It's not good. You don't care about anything that's really going on. And you really just want to see the centipede. And then after you see it, you're like, uh, you know, ooh. Uh, but I thought the scene where they climb up the stairs at the end and there, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny because I'm like, God, could you imagine how hard that would be on your knees? Uh, I mean, at that point, your joints are already effed up as it is. He already takes out your patellar tendon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the scenes where they have to poop are really funny too, and they shouldn't be. And there's, I found myself laughing at times in this one. So, uh, it, you know, I think this would be a good one to watch with your buddies on like a, you know, Saturday night with nothing going on during COVID. Uh, this would be a good one to just throw on and, and drink some drink some whiskey too and, you know, laugh. Get a good laugh out of it. But uh, at the same time, it is really disturbing. And I could see how my sister could see this in theaters and be really disturbed because the imagery, it, it's it's gross and it's disturbing. The surgery scene, uh, I thought was well done too. I forgot to mention. Um, you know, when he actually does the surgery, they show like him cutting the skin and all that. And that actually looks pretty good too. So I, like I said, the prosthetics are definitely the best part of this movie. And I think that's really the part they needed to nail. And they nailed it. So, you know, you achieved your goal there. But as for this being a, a film or even a close to a good film, now, uh, we're going to go on to the, the second film that I want to talk about today, and that is uh, a film that came out in 2016, also uh, kind of had a cult following behind it before its release, and that was because uh, this film had uh, was based off of a short film, uh, and this film's called Lights Out. It came out in 2016. Um, it's directed by... It's written by Eric Heisserer, and I don't even know if that's how you say that. Heisserer, Eric Heisserer, and um, is directed by David F. Sandberg. Uh, and basically, this movie is based off of a short film on YouTube um, that you can watch now. It's called Lights Out. And um, I remember watching the short film when it came out, and I was really scared. And I was like, I am not watching that movie. No way. You're not going to get me to that theater. So I didn't see it. And I missed this one, and I never saw this movie. And uh, actually, a good friend of the show, Caleb Weinberger, shout out to you, Caleb, he recommended this to me. When I posted it on uh, on Instagram and Twitter with recommendations, and by the way, give me your recommendations for more films to watch throughout October, um, 
because I'm going to be doing more of these uh, leading up to Halloween. But uh, yeah, he recommended this movie to me. And so I went and checked it out. And uh, I liked this one. I definitely liked this more than Human Centipede, I will say. Uh, I do think this one has a lot better of a story, more character, more substance than that one. However, I don't think this is as scary as that, if I'm being completely honest. I thought Human Centipede was scarier than this movie. Uh, this movie didn't scare me. And that's, I guess, my biggest complaint with it. And, and I guess fear is objective. I mean, fear is subjective, not objective. Fear is subjective. So I can understand how some people could find this movie scary. But I do think this is a well-made horror movie. It's well-directed. It's well-done. And that's probably my my biggest praise of it is David F. Sandberg. I thought Sandberg did a great job with, with, with this movie, especially... Uh, for making this off of a short film on YouTube that was two and a half minutes long and made on probably zero dollars budget. Like the fact that you can, in 2020, you can turn, or 2016 in this case, you can turn a movie that was, you could turn a short film on YouTube into a feature length film. That in and of itself is an amazing accomplishment. So shout out to you, David F. Sandberg. Because uh, I think he did a really good job with, with helming a full length horror movie off of something based off of something he did as a short film for basically no money. And, and this movie had a very low budget as well. You know, these horror movies, the reason that there's so many of them is because they are made on such a cheap budget and they make so much money. This movie was on a $4.9 million budget. So a little bit under $5 million and it made opening weekend made a four times the budget made 21.6 million. It's opening weekend. So Wow. Like the fact that it made four times its budget in one weekend just shows you why they're going to continue to keep making these movies. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it as long as they're good. And um, my biggest fear going into this movie was that it was rated PG-13. And, you know, I've never been a huge fan of PG-13 horror movies. They're very watered down. They're very melodramatic. And a lot of time they're centered around teenagers that are so poorly written that they're just morons. You know, the characters are morons. So I never really love those. And they're not scary either. And, and I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say this one was scary either. But, uh, you know, what I look for is in, in these kind of movies is why should I care about anything that happens to these people? And, and I think this movie does do a better job of that than, than most horror movies do. In the sense that, like, you do get a family dynamic. You know, you get the the mother and the daughter and then you have the younger son and they kind of have this weird, you know, dynamic where they all kind of have this history and the mother has this supernatural presence that's destroying the family, you know, family structure. So basically, you know, this movie carries a lot of the tropes that we see in horror. It's it's got a lot of the stereotypes. You know, you got the, the, the girl, you know, who's, uh, you got the teenage, you know, 20 year old, something girl with uh, with her boyfriend that's just kind of there and then you know you got her who has this you know at odds with her mother you know that that angsty drama and then you have the mother-son relationship where the son just sees all this creepy stuff and the, and then you know he kind of gets dragged into this supernatural thing and and it, it did feel, feel kind of generic for the first half of this movie but i think it picks up towards the second and third act and i think this movie gets pretty good uh, towards the end. And like I said, Sandberg does a good job of building some suspense, some, some definitely makes you feel kind of antsy as you're watching it. Uh, but like I said, it, this movie didn't really scare me. Uh, the, the monster isn't scary at all. Um, there is, I think there's one 
jump scare that I thought was really, really well done. And it's a scene. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil this movie story wise. Like I did human centipede because it came out in 2016. But, um, for those of you that have seen this movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a scene where, uh, the main girl has a, uh, she has a black light and she's in this room and she's like kind of looking around and there's like a bunch of mannequins and stuff everywhere. I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, and was really well done. Uh, and like I said, I think David Sandberg did a great job of directing this movie because the way he uses light and darkness in this movie was really, really well done and way expanded on from his short film. Cause you know, even though I think the short film was more effective and scarier than this, uh, I thought this movie did a really, I think Samberg did a really good job of expanding upon the concept of using light and darkness interchangeably to create suspense and create horror. And I think this movie did a great job of that. And he uses different types of lights. Like I said, the black light, those flashlights, l- candles, all light switches, all sorts of different lights that are used in this movie to, to help create suspense. And I think that was really well done and definitely one of my favorite aspects of this movie. But uh, like I said, I, I, I think the, the story is pretty generic, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but, you know, uh, for a horror movie, for, and, but for a PG-13 horror movie, I think this is a really solid PG-13 horror movie. Uh, and, and, they, and there are good ones out there, and I think this is one. And I think this is a good one to kind of introduce. Like, if I had kids that were kind of, you know, in their teens, this is the kind of horror movie I would introduce them to the genre with, you know. Because it's, it's kind of mild. But it has a good story, and it has, you know, decent character. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's it's not something that's going to get under your skin. It's not as disturbing as I think even Human Centipede was. Uh, but I think it's effective in its scares at times. There's, I think, a couple of good scares, but the rest of it is kind of, you know, fake outs and stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, I, I thought this movie was pretty decent. And even though it's kind of stereotypical, kind of generic, if it's well done and well directed, I can give it a pass for that. So uh, I liked it. I liked Lights Out. I think it's a solid movie. And uh, for that, I'm going to give it a 3.2 out of 5. Yep, I'm giving it a 3.2 out of 5. I think this is a good one. Uh, so check it out if you, if you got time. And it's shorter than Human Centipede, actually. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. So it's a very, very quick and easy watch. So for that, I, I, I you know, that always gets points. If you can do things shorter and more concise and still make it effective, that's bonus points. So uh, that's why I'm giving it a 3.2. I, I think this is a pretty solid horror film. And uh, David F. Sandberg went on to to do some other stuff. He, he did Shazam, actually, which is a movie that was way better than I thought it was going to be in 2019. I actually really enjoyed it uh, a lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, that, I mean, that movie could have been a disaster in the fact that it was actually kind of good. Shout out to you, David F. Sandberg. He's actually a pretty solid director, and I thought this was a good movie too. So, yeah. Now, let's get on to my final topic of the day. This is uh, some big news uh, regarding movies in life, and that is movie theaters and the future of movie theaters. What do I think is going to happen with movie theaters? Personally, I've made it clear I love going to the theater to watch movies, whether I'm alone, whether I'm with friends, whether I'm on a date, whatever it may be. I actually don't like movies for dates. I think it's, you know, you don't really get to talk to the person. But you know what I mean. I, I love going to the movies, whether I'm alone with people, whatever. So the fact that this pandemic hit, you know, back in February and March, 
it's it's been really hard because I wanted to go to the movies, and, and that's the thing. I've I've had no you know from March until July, I had nothing going on, you know. So all I wanted to do was you know go to the gym and go to the movies because I couldn't you know I was online class wasn't you know working yet, so I wanted to go to the movies and go to the gym, and those are two things I couldn't do uh, with the pandemic. So I was just kind of stuck at home watching movies and TV and. I missed, man. I missed the theater experience. I've I've had some great experiences in the theater, some of the best movie watching experiences. I love just you don't go to the movie theater for the movie necessarily. You go for the experience, you go for the pop, the overpriced popcorn, you know, the silver screen and the loud, amazing Dolby Atmos sound uh that you get in a lot of theaters. So I've been missing that. And uh my local theater down the street is um, also closed indefinitely. And we don't even know if it's going to come back. Regal uh, announced that they're going to close a lot of their theaters. I think AMC is going to do the same because uh, a lot of these you know, studios are punting their movies until 2021 and 2022. Uh, I mean, I think Disney just announced that they're moving their Marvel slate back till I think next year or after that. I don't even know. They're, they keep pushing it back. James Bond got pushed back. Um, also, um, let's see, James Bond and then there was another one that got pushed back to uh, Dune. Dune got pushed back. So there's a, a lot of movies I was really excited for this year and next year that are just, they're off the table. And, that, and that's why it's been hard for me with the, with the podcast because I love doing movie reviews and the fact that we just haven't had much. Um, that's why I'm happy that I was able to do the, this Halloween thing. But uh, back to the theaters, it's just, it's been hard because I've wanted to go see a movie in theaters for so long. And I'm glad I got to see Tenet in theaters that was probably the last movie i'm going to see in 2020 in 2020 uh which is kind of a shame uh and that movie tanked and that's probably the reason that they they ended up postponing a lot of these movies back because tenant tanked so bad uh and it didn't tank because it was a bad movie it tanked just because nobody was going to see it in the theaters because of coronavirus so it makes sense but look uh do i think there's a way they can do the movie theaters during corona yeah uh, I mean, when I went, there wasn't anybody there. I wore the mask in the theater. And then when I sat down in my row, uh, you know, there wasn't anybody else in the row. So, you know, I was just sitting there with the mask on. I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm okay to take this off. Right. I mean, there's not anybody within 20 feet of me. So I figured I was in safe distance to take it off. And so I think my friends and I, we took off our masks and, and sat through the whole movie and then put them back on as soon as it was over. And I think they can do that. I mean, if you can have people at a football game, you can have people at a movie theater. Uh, I know that it's like closed and enclosed environment and all of that. And I understand, but just do very limited capacity. I don't know. I, uh, they can definitely figure it out. I can, I, you would think, but again, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how this all works. And, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people just try to act like they know everything about it. And they act like they have, you know, all the answers when really nobody has the answers. We don't know anything about this. So, I mean, it's hard to trust really anybody on, uh, on the subject uh, when you're getting a lot of inconsistent stuff. But with that being said, uh, you know, I want to see movies come back. And, and when do I think they'll come back? If I had to make a prediction, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm not a professional. I don't know. But this is just a stab in the dark. But I think by... Uh, I don't know, probably by January or February, if I had to guess, but again, I don't know. We'll have to see, wait and see. Uh, 
But I mean, January is a bad time for movies anyway, so they might just wait till the spring, you know. But we'll see. Uh, it's really going to depend on the studios and what they want to do and when they can finish production on a lot of this stuff. But it's a mess. Uh, it's a disaster. Uh, and the entertainment industry is taking a big hit from this. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Keep doing your things. Follow me on social media. I'm on Parlor now. And uh, the podcast will be up on BitChute. So I'm adding some new platforms, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, so much that's been going on with social media. I wanted to, you know, expand my range. So, yeah, check me out on there. And uh, keep watching, keep listening. And subscribe for more. Follow me on all the social media. And uh, I'll be doing this again soon. And also, I'm working on studio space as well. So that'll be coming in the future. I'll talk more about that moving forward. But and, and more guests are to come. So you won't be just seeing my face. You'll be seeing more guests, more people coming in. Thanks for everything. And let the beat drop. <laughs>